And you're very welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast. We've got Ollie Murphy on, assistant trainer to Gordon Elliott. He's coming up a little bit later on, fresh from a massive day at Navin. And of course, a big weekend for them it is Fairy House and their grade one Sunday. Can't wait for that. So we'll be catching up with Ollie about all of those and a little update on Don Cossack. Joining me in the studio as always, Dermot Nolan and Dave McGurin. Lads, how are we? How are you, Dave? How are you? Let's talk about the week, the, well, the weekend that was and uh, Native River ran away with the Hennessy. At one point, it didn't look like he was going to come through and do it, but he seems to have a proper engine. Yeah, he's a really good stare, Dean. Uh, he did it really well. Great ride by Dickie Johnson, as always. Uh, they have a difficult choice now as to where to go, but I suppose off a rating now of 163, do you be hard pushed not to go for the Gold Cup with him? Potential 1-2-3 in the Gold Cup, Dave. Yeah, Emil H, Michael Dixon's uh, first five. Home. Imagine, imagine. Yeah, uh, they said that I'd, I'd prefer to see him run Thistlecrack and Q Card against each other at Kempton. But Native Forever, I would have thought he would have been a natural for the Welsh National. And when you look back at the Hennessy, I don't think it was a great renewal. You're looking at you know the placings, Double Ross, Hadrian's approach. Yeah. Uh, the one I took out of it was Black Line. I mean, he seemed to come as if he was going to take the race three out he looked like the winner and I don't think he stayed just his jockey said distance. afterwards he thinks there's something wrong with his breathing because he said he's never he stopped, stopped like that before yeah. he stopped just too quickly it's not his nature yeah it's not his nature I agree he did look the winner at one point he really did and I, he'd be the one I'd take out of it uh, but I, I didn't think it was a great race I, I, I mean yeah, River really ran well uh, Carl Zestrian and the way he stayed the way he stayed on I mean you had to be impressed by him but his rating of 153 is probably about right uh, uh, the rest I would have thought I, I would have loved to see them with the West National the other one I would have loved to see in the West National was uh, Otago Trail yeah. I know he hasn't ever stayed ran over 3-5 but Chepso the, the fences are really soft there uh, they don't go that bad a pace I, I, I think he'd get home and just if a ground came up heavy I think it's a mistake not to have him in it Otago Trail beat Bristol de Meyer. we were all sweet on really last yeah. last week um, just probably just didn't get home uh, I think he's just beaten by the better horse. You do? Yeah, okay. I really do. I mean, I tell you, Trey, when you look at his run, one run of Chaps, though, he beat uh, St. Ralph over two miles five by 26 lengths. I think heavy ground is the, the key to Otago Trail. I think if he got the heavy ground, I'd love to see him in the Watch National. He's not engaged. So no, he's not. He's not entered in, unfortunately. Uh, let's talk about Thistlecrack. Impressive again. Absolutely brilliant. Now, I really want to see him up in class now, but we'll probably see him in the Feltham next time. Yeah. Uh, he was he was superb. Uh Really looking forward to trials day now when he takes them all on in the, in the Bet Bright Cup. I just think he's brilliant. He just has that real air of class about him. And the way uh, Tom Scudamore just couldn't stop smiling, saying that he was only a few seconds outside of the course record. And it, he didn't even come out of second gear. He's a serious horse, Dean. He's a serious future. And uh, I still think I find it very hard to see him beaten in the Gold Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm getting more and more convinced every time I see him. Dave, I assume you echo those thoughts. Yeah, I mean, his jump, he jumped perfectly the last day. Any of the uh, other novice jumps where he went too early at a ditch, they all seem to be ironed out. I think he'd be better running against better opposition. Uh, as I said, I'd love to see him take on cue card. I'd love to see if he's going for the Feltro, why not go for the King George? Yeah, why not? Well, they won't do that, but why not? Is is I think with another yard, that might have been where he's gone. But they're brave enough anyway, nominating the Gold Cup in the novice season, but that's down to his age. He's got some engine and he's learning to jump all the time. I think I think he's very impressive. Uh, one, I think there's been an overreaction about, wonder what you guys think. You know what I mean, Harry? Uh, winning and going into something like a five-to-one chance for the world hurdle shocked me. Um, don't think much of the race myself, but what did you guys think? He did what he had to do, though. He was brilliant. Uh, um, he 
travelled really well he stayed really well he could just be one of these horses Dean that we all know that just keeps performing um, and he has done that he always goes off a big price he always seems to win so it's a big question I'd be doubtful like you that he is up to a class of the world hurdle but the world hurdle can seriously cut up as well and uh, he could find himself there but a mark of 165 does seem very very harsh only one place he can go now anyway, yeah. yeah there is yeah uh, I, I didn't like him before I, I, I was happy to take him on uh, before Friday's race but he, he impressed me the way he quickened I mean yeah. at the end of a race for a stare he quickened very well now the race lost a lot of its luster because Snow Falcon was travelling probably just as easy three out but uh, when he when he fell uh, I mean you're left with you know what I mean Harry he beat Barry Optic who didn't jump uh, Hurdle in the race I think I don't think he's a choice but to go for a world hurdle but I don't know if I'd have him up in the same calibre as Yamajet but he's, he's definitely improving and it's just the fact that he was able to quicken from uh, quicken you know and show a turn of foot from that pace I thought was impressive well I'll name my colours to it if you're anyone out there back in that price that he currently is for the world hurdle go to the doctors pretty quickly um, Jenkins what do we make of Jenkins I, you know I wasn't impressed with his jumping I don't think anyone was but the engine's there he needed a big jump at the last and he did it uh, he seemed to get better as the race went on. I was really impressed with him. I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, just, you can teach a horse how to jump, but you can't give a horse an engine like that. And his engine, for me, he looks a supreme horse inside and out if he can improve his jumping, which he, he really needs to do. But Nicky Henderson said the exact same after the race and seemed pretty confident that he will be able to do that. His engine for coming up that hill next March is what really grabbed me, and I just think he's a serious, serious horse, and I'm absolutely mad about him, Dean. He's somewhere near the top of the tree already, isn't he, Dave? He is, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's uh, too early to now in mass for the Supreme yet. But I mean, he, he only jumped two of the eight horses maximum. I mean, he yeah. didn't jump at least six of them, uh, never looked in doubt, and I'd say with a quicker pace, I'd say in a better race, he'll improve. I, I wouldn't worry about his jumping at this stage. Yeah. That's what we've got to hope for Jenkins. It's certainly exciting to see some of these popping around. Um, we are going to, of course, talk to Ollie Murphy shortly, and he'll pick up on some of these other horses I might throw at you. But invitation only, Bells Hill, Death Duty, Empire of Dirt, when the Troy Town, where would you want to pick any of those out? And maybe something that I haven't mentioned. Uh, Death Duty was the performance of the weekend for me. Yep. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Albert Bartlett type, maybe. A Neptune type, you're just not sure, but... He just seems so comfortable. He seems so at ease. Um, his jumping can improve a small bit, but he was very good. And the rest of them there that you mentioned as well, Empire Dirt, difficult to know where to go with him. Um, I'm not convinced his jumping would hold up for a Grand National. Uh, then as well, you're looking at, at invitation only. I thought he could have done that a small bit easier than he did, but again, we couldn't see yeah. 90% of the race. And then Bells Hill as well. I was actually really, really impressed by Bells Hill. Yeah, I mean, in the invitation only, you can't see it. Bart is not a bad yard stick, the horse he beat. Uh, he was the kind of leading bumper horse from the state, from uh, one stable last year. It, it was it was workman like. Uh, I, you know, you'd like to see him run again. I wouldn't have him uh, so short at the top of the market for the Neptune. Yeah. I was impressed with that duty. Uh, he, his couple of early uh, mistakes, they weren't fluent over the early hurdles, third and fourth uh, hurdle in particular. But he improved throughout the race, yeah. and he beat them so effortlessly. I thought that was really impressive, and I hope he stays at the Neptune distance. I hope he doesn't, they don't step up to Albert Bartlett. No, uh, with Empire of Dirt, what do you do with the horse? Where do you go? Mm. I mean, what trip? Uh, he's not, he's not going to win a national. I don't think he would stay a national. But I, I, 
you know, you keep him in around the two five to three two uh, mark. I just don't know what races to go with him. He was very like Braze and all that. That's, yeah. that's where he starts going for, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're well, if he goes there, he might face someone like Don, Don Cossack. Cossack. Yeah. So, like, he, he's in a grade now with whatever they do to him handicap-wise. I'm not sure what rise he got, but he's going to have to step up. He's got Gold Cup quotes. Um, you, you just never he know. He did look like a graded class horse though, running oh, in a handicap the last day. Of course like, he did, yeah. 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 And, and the whole weekend... And the whole weekend for me, the jumping exhibition with the test crack was really crammed the oboe. Yeah. Who, who yeah. just, uh, that was exhibition jumping. Uh, I don't know if I'd be attracted to his price now in the RSA or if we go down the JLT route, but it was, he, it was he, he just looks really, really a uh, decent prospect. But the opposition wasn't up to much, so I don't know how good the form is. But he jumps. Visually, though, impression of the weekend, yeah. possibly. Yeah, very yeah. impressive. Clanders over, very impressive indeed. You are listening to the Race Hour podcast brought to you by our hosts at BetBright. And we do have Ollie Murphy coming up next from Gordon Elliott's yard, assistant trainer. Let's catch up with him. Introducing Genius, BetBright's newest product that allows you to choose your bets. Genius will give you the ability to select from trends, like winner last time out, course winners, distance winners, and many, many more. When you're done narrowing the field with Genius, You'll know exactly what you fancy. Genius by BetBright. Simply smarter betting. Okay, well, I'm delighted to be joined on the race hour by Ollie Murphy, assistant trainer to Gordon Elliott. Ollie, um, things are going great, guns. Yeah, horse to flying, thank God. Um, I've had a great day Sunday, um, a busy week ahead, and, and never really looking forward to fairy house on, on Saturday and Sunday some uh, well effort from the stable as a whole to get that many horses down to Navin and then to, to come away with six winners some lovely performances in there as well um, I guess you all had a little bit of a party yeah no, there were a few sore heads on uh, on Monday morning so there were um, but Christ if you don't enjoy days like those you'll uh, you, Johnny you won't enjoy days racing um, so no it was, a, it was a great day and, and one no one will forget too easily Let's pick out a couple of those horses, if you don't mind. Empire of Dirt, of course, winning the Troy Town. You won the race last year with uh, Riverside City, I think. But Empire of Dirt, I mean, he's, he's been given a Gold Cup quote. He seems to have improved again. Yeah, he has. Um, he, he's had a few quirks with his jumping in the past. Um, he's obviously a previous Cheltenham Festival winner. Um, he was probably the class horse running in the race. Um, but obviously, he did have his few quirks. Um, he absolutely bolted up. Um, he got £14 for... For, for winning so decisively um, so he'll have to step up into graded company and if he keeps going the right way there's no reason why he can't be competitive in better races Yeah I mean that's where he'll have to go now a couple of others I pick out on the day I mean Death Duty looks a very nice horse this one possible for a Neptune or an Albert Bartley he's definitely a festival horse he, he did what, what was expected a good bumper horse as well so he's really stepped up Yeah no he's he's very straightforward so he has all, all he knows how to do is gallop um He's a horse we thought a lot of for a while now, um, and it was nice to see him win how he did on Sunday and uh, and fulfil his potential. Um, he, he may go back there in a fortnight's time, um, but uh, no, listen, he looks very smart, and he, he's one we're really looking forward to. One I think everyone will be keeping on the right side of. Uh, pick out some of the others. Brellard won the opener, be a bull ride, jury duty, even picked up the bumper with what looked a real grand staying tight with three swallows. Nick, any of those that you know excite you more than the rest? I mean, it was such a day. Brelade's a big raw horse, so he is. I'd say it was a good maiden hurdle now. Um, the horse Midnight Escape, which finished third as well, um, I'd say he's a nice horse. Um, he's certainly a horse to keep on the right side of um, jury duty. As you said, he absolutely bolted up, um, and there's no reason why he can't win off his off his new assess mark. Uh, and the filly in the bumper as well, she looked good. Um, she's tough and she's hardy, and she'll go jumping hurdles now. Um, she's got the right attitude I'm sure she'll win plenty of races yeah when you see a horse do that a uh, track like that on Sunday you know they've got they've, they've probably got a decent engine to keep going like that 
Yeah, most definitely. She, she is hard in herself, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, but she's very tough. Um, she was a listed bumper at the end of the day, and she uh, she made mincemeat to plenty of them. Um, so now we're, we're really looking forward to, to going jumping hurdles with her. Well, well done to everyone there on Sunday. What a day it was for everyone involved. I might pick out a few that had done well already at the start of the season. Tell us more. I thought it was good at Nace winning a grade three game changer behind a one-two for the yard there. Tell us more. Um, a horse that well, looks to be stepping up again. Yeah, he's um, he was good in Nace. Again, he's a horse who comes with his quirks. Um, he has to go left-handed. Um, we'll probably look for something over Christmas now. Um, he's in good form. Uh, he's kind of he's a mark now. He probably won't be an easy horse to place, but uh, he's plenty of ability, and uh, we'll we'll see him again over Christmas somewhere. And Missy Tartar also picked up one. I think the following week at the same track, one her Grade Three, she's won four on the bounce. There must be a few races still in her to come as well. Yeah, no, she is a very good mare. Um, we were going to go and jump fence with her originally, um, but we've actually put that on hold now. Um, she'll stay hurdling for the season, and we'll look at those valuable mares races um, in the coming weeks, and then and then look at the mares race in Cheltenham in March. Um, that'll be the plan for her. You of course got the racing club as well, Ollie, and you had a runner there at, at Navan, didn't win, but ran really well. Darawan. Yeah, he was probably a tad unlucky. He kind of yeah. got in a bit of trouble in the middle of the dip. Um, He's a horse, I think, wherever he'll go the next day, he'll take all the beating. Um, he's actually in the fairy house on Sunday. Um, he's going to give him plenty of fun, so he is. So um, he's only a cheap purchase, but he'll, uh, he'll give the lads plenty of, uh, plenty of fun. Yeah, I say everyone involved in that racing club, looking forward to seeing him again. Good to have Jack Kennedy back as well, back amongst the winners. Yeah, he's absolutely flying, so he is. He gave a couple of horses great rides on Sunday. Um, He's a big member of the team. He works hard in the yard as well as on the uh, on the racetrack. So no, it's great to have him back. And um, he'll be a busy man now over the next month with uh, with plenty of nice rides. You're always going to be a little bit unlucky if you pick up injuries. But Jack's had a couple. And I mean, when his his background from pony racing, everyone knew he was going to be very very good. Is he surprised you how quick he stepped up to the mark? I suppose he has in some senses. He's still only a child, so he is. Um, but he's a, he's a lovely young lad um, who works hard. He's a big member of the team. Um, he wants winners as much as anybody, um, and he's only going to keep going one way, and that is up, I think. Um, but no, he, does, he, he deserves all the success he's getting. He's still improving the whole time, and uh, no, he's, certainly, he's certainly a very good young lad. He's getting some great opportunities with you, and a lot of people who interact with the race are often very complimentary about him, so we wish him well. Hopefully he stays fit and in the saddle and riding winners. We must talk about, before we get on to the weekend, and it's a big one, of course, for you guys with Fairy House and also Aintree uh, coming up, but Don Cossack, how is he getting on, and uh, is he still likely to be maybe one run before Cheltenham as long as he stays on the, on the right road? That's still the plan, so it is. Um, it's kind of just taking it week by week, really. Um, but touch wood, he's, uh, he's in good form. He's cantering away. Shane McCann rides him every day. He's very happy with him. Um, he's still very kind of doing everything very slowly, slowly at the moment. Um, but everything he's done, we were uh, we're happy with. And um, kind of a month down the line, will show us a bit more. But he's in good form. He looks great, so he does. And um, so we're just kind of keeping our fingers crossed that everything stays intact and, and, and we'll see the real Don Cossack event again after the new year I think everyone else has their fingers crossed as well Colin Tizard seems to be lining them all up for that gold cup so it'd be great to have the, the reigning champ line up possibly the Kinlock Bray then at Thurless that's still penciled yeah, in again obviously having won so many graded races and the gold cup he, he won't be the easiest horse to place at that time of year so yeah. something like Thurless will be, be the plan I imagine um, but again we'll be taking it kind of each step um at a time and uh, listen we'll just kind of get the next month out of the way and then worry about where we'll start them off but it would only be one run before Cheltenham if, if everything went to plan 
So far, so good. Let's hope the Don the Don does come back. Um, let's talk about the Beecher Chase this weekend because you haven't got that many in the UK. I don't think this weekend, of course, with Fairy House having, having such a big meeting on. Uccello uh, Conte went close to winning the Paddy Power, didn't he, last Christmas? He's lined up and engaged for the Beecher Chase this weekend? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, he's meant to travel over in the morning, so he is. Um, he's a very tough horse to get fit, um, so we gave him a run over hurdles three weeks ago. Um, he's in good form. He actually galloped well this morning. Um, the plan is to go to entry. Um, he ran well in the national for an awful long way, so I think conditions will be right up his street. He's he's had a spin round over the fences. He's very straightforward. He stays well, hands a bit bit of cut in the ground. So it's a nice prize, and we're we're really looking forward to taking our chance. Very good. We look forward to him then this weekend, and then of course Sunday. I mean, they don't get much bigger days uh, in Irish National Hunt racing than than like that Sunday at Fairy House. So many Grade One races. I, I picked out a few uh, who look like they're going to take their part. We'll start with the Juvenile Hurdle. Mega Fortune is engaged in there. Then those famous Jones colours. I mean, he's of course had Mala Beach with you guys before. Likes of Zabana and Claire and Davis around. He's got a bit to live up to, but he, he did dot up at Down Royal. Yeah, we were very happy with him in Down Royal. Um, I actually think the slower the ground, the better he'll be. Um, mm. He's very straightforward. He was an unlucky faller on his first start for us. Um, again, he's stepping up in degraded company for the first time. Um, Joseph's horse, Land of Hope and Glory, looked very good the two times he won. So I thought he was the horse to beat. Um, but we do like our lad a lot. Um, he's very straightforward. Um, and he's certainly come on for his running down Royal. And, and fingers crossed we'll go very close. That's a good opening chance then for you. The Royal Bond um, this year, we've got LeBake and Bilko in there. Bilko was a winner at Cork, and I think LeBake, if I'm pronouncing it right, was one that beat another one of yours, Mick Jags, in a 1-2 at Navin. That, that's him, yeah. Um, LeBake's a little bit quirky, so he, is. he has his own ideas about jumping off. Um, but when he jumps off, he's he's very good. He's got plenty of ability. Um, he's taken his chance in a grade one. There's, there's only going to be a few runners. Um, I was down in Cork and we, we ran a horse we thought an awful lot of um, called Scirocco Valles. Peace News that actually happened to beat him. Yeah. Um, I thought he looked very, very good now, so I did. Um, so I thought he would be the horse to beat. Um, Bilko, he did what he had to do in Cork actually on the same day. Um, he's in good form. Again, he's going to have to step up considerably to be winning a race like that, but he certainly deserves to take his chance. Might just pick up on Mick Jazz here, as I mentioned him there. He was in that one too with LeBake. He's engaged in the in the hurdle on the card. He also got Campiador in there. Mick Jazz was a, a purchase from the UK. He was with Harry Fry, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Um, I think he had quite a high reputation in England and, and just failed to deliver slightly. Um, I think he was Antipo's favourite for a Fred Winter, and I think he went off favourite for the season before last, Greatwood. That's um, right. But he, um, he came to us on his maiden hurdle. Um, and he was obviously second in the greater race the last day. Um, the plan is to run him in the 100 grand handicap on Sunday. Um, he looks to have a nice mark at 133. He's a nice weight in his back if, if Willie runs the top horse, Semper Medici. Um, and we're at John would be very hopeful of a big run. And you're double handed in that race as well with uh, JP's horse who, who came down in the Fred Winter Campiador. Looks a nice type as well. So you've got a great chance in that contest. Yeah, listen, it's good prize money, and, and, and we'll be running two horses with good chances. Um, he seems none the worse for his fall in Cheltenham. Um, he was very lucky, so he was to, to still be with us. He had yeah. a crashing fall. Um, he's he's uh, he's shown no ill effects, and uh, and hopefully hopefully one or two, I, either one of them will hit the hit the bullseye. Yeah, you guys won't mind which one comes good. As hopefully they'll both run well. Two very nice types. Um, the Hatton's Grace possibly the dig out's going to go. I'm assuming Apple Jade won't be involved. 
No, she's very unlikely to run, so she has, um, she's had a quiet time, I think, since Newcastle. Um, but uh, the, yeah, the dig out here as well, he's another horse, takes takes an age to get fit. He's a big, burly horse. So he had a good blowout in the race the other day. Um, he's in good form. Looking forward to running him. He's also plenty of ability. Um, but again, he, he's still going to have to improve to be a few of uh, a few of Willie's horses. Yeah, we're not sure exactly what the final lineup will be there, but the dig out be trying his heart out as he often does. Paul's Jade, he must have been happier with the run at Newcastle, just getting done by Irving. I'm assuming that was Irving's Gold Cup on the day, and Apple's Jade stepped up a good bit on the first run. Yeah, she stepped up from a run and down Royal. We were slightly disappointed, kind of not to win. Um, yeah. But at the same time, she ran well. She was slightly impeded by the other Jigastown horse when. Uh, when she uh, when he fell, um, but maybe he might have been an unlucky loser. Uh, kind of we, we we don't know, but uh, sure. it was a big improvement. I'd imagine we'll step up to two and a half miles now, wherever she goes next. But uh, she'll certainly pay away for the rest of the year. Yeah, up in trip then for Apples Jade. Um, the Drinmore. Now I really like your your couple in this. I mean, possibly you're going to run more than that. But a Toy Phil and a Diamond King, good to have two live chances for that contest. Not to. Uh, give any disrespect to Lieutenant Colonel and Princess Scars if they go both nice horses a great race the Drimmore I love this contest the Toy Phil and Diamond King it's good to uh, well to let them loose see how they go yeah listen they're the, they're, they're the two intended runners Lieutenant Colonel's another uh, kind of intended runner at the moment um, it's a small but select field um, I think you could make, make a case for three or four of them but a Toy Phil's been very good in his two runs um, as what we what, what we were able to see the last day in, in uh <laughs> In Punchestown, he looked good. Um, he uh, he obviously beat a stable mate of, of ours, uh, Jetstream Jack. Um, Ruby was very complimentary about him when he got off. Yeah. Um, so listen, he probably deserves to be favourite. Diamond King was very good um, in Galway when he made his when he made his reappearance over fences. Um, he couldn't have, he kind of couldn't have won any easier. Um, again, he's in good form. The better the ground, the better I think Diamond King is. Um, so if we have a dry week. I, I think fans of Diamond King would uh, be more confident. Um, but the two horses are in good form, um, and the joint wouldn't be too much to split them. Yeah, they're two really nice types for that contest. A race that the yard's done very well in the last few years. Yeah, um, listen, it's, it's, a, it's a good pot. It's obviously the first Grade One novice of the year, um, so kind of we like to throw as many darts at it as we possibly can. And um, listen, all three horses will be going fit and well, and, and, and hoping one of them will. Uh, they can hit the bullseye. Princess Scars will obviously wait for uh, a different opportunity. Yeah, I'd imagine. I'd imagine we'll run him in a beginner's chase. Um, he's in good form. But he's uh, still only had one run over fence, and he's a maiden, so it probably makes sense just to just to keep him to a beginner's chase. Yeah, give him a spin. The Porter's Town, um, the Iron Horse, bless the wings, is engaged in that. You might run Captain Von Trapp and Riverside City won the Troy Town last year, so three hardy types there. Yeah, bless the wings. Won the race last year. Um, I'd say we're probably unlikely. He's unlikely not to run. Um, I think we'll probably end up running Captain Von Trapp and Riverside City. Um, both are in good form. Both can dower stairs. Um, so listen, they're both. Neither of them are well handicapped, but they'll both be going there, trying their best. And uh, and again, it's another it's another valuable race. So fingers crossed. I wouldn't rule either of those two out of a big run. And then the bumper, I think you've got four engaged. I mean, you know certainly more about them than I will. Uh, Burren Light, Caltex, Last Minute Man, and Love and Wishes, possible runners in that. Yeah, Burren Life was unlucky when falling in the point to point. Um, he goes very well. Caltex, another nice horse, does everything nicely at home. Um, Love and Wishes, again, goes well at home. He's probably, he'll probably improve for his run. Um, 
last-minute man is a horse of the Roonies who's shown us plenty. Um, we've been looking to run him for a while now. Um, again, he, he, he's a nice horse. It always seems to be a good bumper, this. Um, we're kind of undecided what we're going to run at the moment. Um, they have different engagements in the next four or five days, each of them. So uh, kind of we'll be waiting until Friday morning to see what we'll run. But still, kind of, they're four nice horses. Yeah, four nice ones to uh, well, we'll see which one you uh, you guys decide is right for the day, and we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that. Anything else over the weekend that I might have skipped that you're looking forward to seeing out? We've plenty again. We've plenty of chances. Obviously, Fairy House Saturday as well. Yeah. Um, we've loads of looking forward. To. I'm actually really looking forward to, to, to seeing Mega Fortune and, and, and Diamond King. Um, Diamond King, the horse is close, close to my heart, so I'll uh, I'll certainly be in his camp on on Sunday. Um, We've loads, we've loads of nice runners that we have. Um, maybe one for Saturday, a horse called V-Night, who absolutely bolted up in a handicap a fortnight ago. Um, he's going to run the handicap on Saturday. Um, he's probably a horse to keep on the right side of. Um, again, the racing club horse, Dowran, he may run the handicap on Saturday as well. Um, so no, plenty of chances. And... Uh, once again, a, a big weekend of racing. We're really looking forward to. Yeah, we all are. It's going to be a great weekend. Hopefully, I mean, it's going to be something to ask you to repeat the feats of Navin last weekend. But if they all run well and you get on the board a couple of times, it will be a great weekend. I think I'll get shot, Ollie, if I don't ask you about possibly the best bumper horse we saw last year, Blow by Blow. Yeah, listen, he's in good form, so he is. He's doing plenty of cantering. Um, he obviously arrived to us from Willie's, and he was a little bit behind the others. Um, but we're very happy with him. Um, He's in good form. I'd imagine we'll see him somewhere over Christmas. Um, but his bumper form from last year is certainly working out very well. And I know we're, uh, we're really looking forward to, to jumping a hurdle with him as much as anyone else. Well, we can't wait. With so much excitement ahead for this weekend and the season beyond. Good luck to Gordon, yourself and Zoe, everyone else are down at the yard. Good luck as well to the racing club this weekend. With a, Hopefully Darren will get out of Fairy House. And best luck to you with all the runners. Thanks very much for coming on the race hour, Ollie. Brilliant. Thanks, Millian. Cheers, Dean. Thank you. Welcome back to the Race Out Podcast. Thanks very much to Ollie Murphy for coming on and spending so much time with us. Almost the mini stable tour there and they've got so many runners out this weekend. Hopefully he's put you on to a couple of winners and it's good to get an update as well about the Don. Hopefully he'll make it back to take on all the Tizard newcomers for the Gold Cup crown. Um, Gents, let's talk about the weekend. The Tingle Creek did look like it was going to be Duvan with the flood of money that seemed to be around the industry during the week. Now we know he's not going so it'll probably be Indusu against Ahmad for a... Well, it's, that's going to be some pace up front at Tingle Creek. Oh, it'll be something else. Um, the whole thing during the week was it's been quite an amusing week, really. Up and down, we didn't know who in God's name was running, but the two of them... And then you'd imagine they could nearly set up for something in behind if they were to really cut each other's throats, but Ahmad and Undisco should be too good, really, for Sider Groovy, but he'd be the bet if I was going to have something. But, Dean, I've absolutely no interest in placing any bet and that race it's quite sad for me that the Tinkle Craig has fallen this far Dermo's nap of the weekend inside the Grigi Dave what do you think <laughs> <laughs> well it depends if our man goes to, to Peterborough to the uh, Peterborough Chase possible yeah at Huntington yeah uh, whatever Gary Moore wants to run the two against each other uh, yeah the pace up front should be something else and with uh, Sandown it really suits front runners I don't know how uh, it's not a track that I'd like to be back on a horse to come from behind, especially if one of them was, like Una So is able to maintain the pace. You're almost hoping something falls there if you're going to be on one of those, I think. Yeah, 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 you are. You've got seven fences in the back straight. The railway fences come close together. And, you know, I, I think if you're making up ground, you, you can put yourself in a bad position there. I'd, I'd much prefer to, uh, to be on one of the front end. 
Uh, but then it all depends if our mod goes. And the thing with Creek, you're right, I mean, with the van entered into it, uh, with so many question marks over it, it kind of just destroyed the anti-post market for it. I would have loved to have seen Duvan, but we're going to have to wait. That's the Tingle Creek. I don't think any of us are going to come down with anything uh, solid in that contest. The race I always look forward to is the Beecher. Um, of course, we heard Ollie Murphy there telling us that Uccello Conti is uh, going well and will travel over and, and is, well, it's a big fancy for the race. He actually sits top of the market. He's around a 10 to 1 chance. I like one in the race, but I'm going to let you boys go first. Dave, why don't you go first in the Beecher? Well, the first time I think I did the podcast, I put up Mark House and he was a non-runner that day. And That's I right. Him. And at 21 again today, I'll stick with Knockhouse. It's all it's gone from McShannon's over to uh, Don, yeah, Don Kane. And I just think he's running the Kim Muir. Uh, second last coming around, uh, second last badly hampered and just cut his way through the field. I thought he was really like catching that day. I thought he was making up so much ground with a proper run that day, he would have gotten very, very close. Uh, I think at 21 is a bit of value. I think he's a, uh, on a really nice handicap mark at the moment. Knockhouse for Dave. And Dare to Endeavour for myself, Dean, um, I think he's been really improving. He's improved for the switch to Air McNamara, and his run in this race last year was absolutely superb. He was second to Highland Lodge, who he reposes off a better mark. Um, he was second that day, ran really well, but just couldn't quite reel in the favourite. Uh, or the winner, Highland Reel, who'd got first run. Um, he did a good run the last day in the Munster National at Limerick. He was fifth. Uh, when Ruby Walsh left him with far too much to do, he was second in this race of 135. He gets in on Saturday off 132, and I just think he likes the track. He'll go very well, and 20 to 1 is far too big for him, Dean. That's 220 to 1 chances. Mine's a little bit shorter in the market. I like size and coal. I think this is a horse destined for good things. Remember, he was a novice when he was third in an Irish Grand National behind Thunder and Roses. Um, He's only had eight starts over fence. I think there's loads more to come from this. I remember talking to Slippers Madden maybe a year or so ago, told me it's probably one of the best horses he's ever seen or sat on. Um, so I think he's got a big chance. He's around 14 to 1. He's 50 to 1 for the Grand National. I might have a little nibble at that before he goes and wins the beach of chase as well. So um, let's move on then. Altior is out. Don't think it's going to have too much to take on, although that's a bit disrespectful to maybe some of those who might line up. I understand the new one won't take on Altior. We'll see if that runs tomorrow rather than Saturday but the Henry VIII novice chase Altior could be going off around a 1-4 to four chance which would be probably about the right price he's your nap Dean is he because you haven't had a winner yet in this podcast have you no I don't nap on some shots like you <laughs> I know he's, uh, he's very good looking forward to seeing him again because uh, that article is looking like the, the best division there is at the moment isn't it yeah and, and uh, Sadden is a proper test for, for a young horse good jumping Jason, test yeah. wasn't it? it really is a good yeah. test he looks like that won't be a problem to him anyway really well, let's hope he goes and does the business because we want all those big guns to line up in the arc with uh, unblemished records. So Altior um, in the Henry VIII, that's on Saturday, of course, at Sandown. Uh, the Grand Sefton, I think, Dermo, you have a fancy for this Grand Sefton. It's not a race out of you. Yeah, I was going to nap uh, Dirt Endeavour, but I think Valadom has a massive chance in this. Uh, I love horses. I introduced obviously, around the team that can jump. And Valadom, if you ever watch him jumping around the cross country, he, he didn't quite stay the extra distance. But coming up the tree out, he was putting himself clear with every single fence, every bank, every everything. He just jumps absolutely brilliantly. Last day out at, um, at Banger, he, he's going up seven pounds for it, but he beat Seven Sky, Seagull Success, Ballycan, Boy. He did it very, very well. He's only gone up seven for that, and I think he's absolutely every chance. And... Um, I would be very, very likely that I just think 12 to 1 is very big for a horse who jumps very well and goes from the front, which I think is massive at Aintree. And um, 
for Richard Hobson and I don't know who's going to be jacked up because Alan Colley is still at war but um, he is um, he's a master chance team Valadon Dave I have no opinion of that race nor me so Dermot you're leading the charge there Valadon all the way for the Grand Seven. when he wins it now it'll be fine yeah, yeah well, let's hope he does um, the Jumeray Hotels Handicap Hurdle <laughs> now I was going to take this race out but the two boys told me that they have a view so I'm just looking at the market here of course on Saturday Modus tops it around 4-1 to one chance you've got Graston at 7s Indetir at 7s Wishful Dream is there at 7s Zubeo is a nice horse he's at 7-1 to one. about 8-1 to one bar those go on boys tell me what wins yeah. Uh, oh, no one wants to go first. <laughs> I was waiting for the other one. Uh, <laughs> has a decent chance. Modus has a decent chance. Crack and run at Cheltenham with the right one behind. Uh, he's finishing second, though, doesn't he? he? He does, yeah. I mean, but he'll carry that weight. He's Good only on five pounds, 140. It's a weaker race. And uh, he was only four lengths behind Bells Hill with carrying 12 stone on his back at Punchestown. I just think he has to be there, thereabouts. But I'm not opposing with uh, Graston. I think. Carrying 10 3, uh, the change of tactics are plumped on the other day for Gary Moore when they made all instead of holding them up. I think the, I think the change of tactics will bring out a lot, uh, lot more improvement in him. I think he's off a very, very decent mark at 1 2 2 and looks solid each way option here. He's a punnable price, Derm. Are you going against that one? I'd have uh, brain power each way. Uh, he went into my notebook last year, he's brilliant at Kempton. He likes a Fuberg, etc. behind him. He would have needed the run in the Great Wood behind North Hill Harvey and again. It's no shame finishing midfield in that field anyway. Uh, he'll improve a lot. An 8-1 to one is a decent price for me, Dave. Okay, well, there's two in that race that I thought we would be skipping, but we're not skipping it. Uh, let's talk about the Betfred Lotto chase. Now, if Irish Cavalier and Manella Rocco go, this, this is a good contest. Manella Rocco, of course, with that native river form, um, having beaten him in the four minor, that's going to want a Hennessy. So, he had a quiet enough return, Dave? Yeah, I thought Manella Rocco... Uh, he should have no problem dropping back. I mean, before he won at Cheltenham, my big problem with him before Cheltenham was his jumping. And that's yeah. his PR in doubt. Big time. I, I, I like him, but I don't know if I'd back him at the price. I thought Outlander looked big at 10 to 1, but it's not a race I get involved in. No, I love Outlander as well. If that goes, that's probably the punt I'll be taking at those kind of prices, but you just don't know yet. So we might hang on to that. The London National, I think we might pass over. Loose Chips, I love that horse. He's up there in the top of the market. He says it all really, doesn't it? Yeah, but he's a lovely horse. Like, if, if you'd followed him through his career, he'd have had some fun with loose chips. So he's in there. Caught by surprise, another one that looks like it's going to be around the top of the market. And Catco there. Interesting runner. Those are uh, they're the kind of usual favourites you find in those races. So we'll see what turns out from that. Uh, let's move on to Sunday, though, because Fairy House, and we talked to Ollie Murphy earlier on, they've got some great runners in there. I might kick off with the Juvenile Hurdle. Uh, they seem very sweet, or he did at least, from the yard of Mega Fortune. Land of Hope and Glory did say sets the standard I suppose he does but his jumping hasn't been that impressive no it's been sluggish uh, but then you, you could put a lot that down to the fact that he ended up having to make his own run and the pace was too slow the last day out uh, he seemed to idle in front he's probably better in the bare form yeah. but you know if you take a line through a zigzag or even just look at him I just can't have him for the triumph hurdle. I right. don't think I don't think he'll be at the front of the market uh, after Christmas I'd say Joseph Ryan's a couple of better than him Uh I think Mega Fortune looked the the real deal the last day. I thought he really impressed me the way he travelled and the easy did it with. I'd have uh, Mega Fortune favourite here. Yeah, I would too. And hearing what Ollie Murphy had to say earlier on, I'm a bit more convinced. Yeah, the exact same. Wow. Dave said it all. I think Mega Fortune has been the best of the juveniles by country mile so far. So far, yeah. And um, should win this really. 
Well, he's second favourite at the moment. Let's see how that turns out on Sunday. I wonder if they might be flip-floppers. Uh, the Royal Bond, a race that often sets a little marker for the festivals, of course. Um, where do we want to go in this? Because Peace News looked very short for me. Very good the last day. Yeah, it was good. But still, 7-4. I'm quite shocked by that. Saturnas is the one I would be quite keen on. Um, I took him on with Blastic Coleman that day when he won at um, Goran Park, was it? And yeah. um, he was superb. Uh, absolutely destroyed them all. Blastic Coleman couldn't get near him. None of them could. And I just thought a three to one, he could be a lot better, and he he will step forward from that as well. Yeah, it looked effortless. It looked absolutely effortless. Effortless. Uh, yeah. the, the jumping was so clean, and everything about the performance I thought was really impressive. I thought it's the uh, wrong prices, really. Yeah. Seven to four. Yeah, he'd be the value. But yeah. again, it's a race I'd rather watch them playing. How Penhill is seven to two. That horse cannot jump. For all the experience that horse has got into him, he is one of the worst jumpers I've ever seen. Quite like Penhill. <laughs> um, we might leave that one there, so and I'll, I'll pick it up next week. Um, the Hatton's Grace. Oh God, what's the point? The Hatton's Grace Fucking is. Grace. Uh, yeah, the Hatton's Grace could be Vroom Vroom Mag. Could be fourteen still entered. Nicholas could be Canyon. Shane's Hill. Could be well, Shane's Hill. Nicholas Canyon and Shane's Hill. Uh, Nicholas Canyon is probably going to go back for that race of Christmas again to Ryanair isn't he you'd imagine yeah I get, I get the feeling we're all a bit sick of this because we don't know what's going to go in if Vroom Vroom Mag runs goes off odds on if Fourteen runs goes off odds on yeah. if neither of them run Nicholas Canyon probably goes off odds on um, unless if Shane Hill stay, uh, if Graham Wiley lets the two of them take each other on yeah probably not yeah probably not so to dig out we did talk to Ollie Murphy he says he'd be uh He'd be running his heart out, maybe for a place. So we don't know what's in there. So I think we. Sure, I, th- I think I think the distance would be. Uh, it's definitely too sharp short. Enough for, yeah. yeah, and there won't be eight runners either. So no, and you Alice know, Jade is going to run, and Whitehead probably wants to run a bit better. Yeah. Thunder Warrior won't run. It's, it's, it's not race involved. This no. could this could be a very disappointing Hatton's Grace. Yeah. Let's be honest. So let's hope one of the superstars turns up and we get something visual anyway. Um, the bar one handicap hurdle I love Mick Jazz I think I've fallen in love with him a good while back he's in there at second favourite they've got Campiador in there as well the Elliot Yard that's the JP horse who fell in the Fred Winter um, I can't see past those top two I'll be back in Mick Jazz um, what will you guys be doing Ice Cold Soul could be, could be well in uh, he, uh, he looks in a decent mark but Dean I, I went through this race I was dying to take you on but no I'm with you on Mick Jazz Um just has massive potential still I think he's probably a stone he could well be a stone well in if he ever gets gets to the best of his game which I hope he doesn't become one of these frustrating horses but at 11 to 2 if he is that on the day I will definitely be backing Mick Jazzy yeah LeBake beat him last time in a 1-2 for the yard and that one's in the Royal Bond I think Mick Jazz is a very decent horse on a very good mark but Dave I haven't looked at the race Perfect. That one. We've given you the winner anyway. So yeah, yeah. You, so just you, back him. You have no hassle Dave. there. Let's talk about a race that we'll all know plenty more about the Drimmore um, race that I adore at this time of season. Obviously, it's got some nice horses in it. Two of them uh, from Elliot at the top of the market are Toy Phil and Diamond King. We've heard already Ollie eulogise about them both. I think he's a big Diamond King fan, but that's on a personal nature. He's, he's That one's his favourite in the yard. I think they've both got great chances. Alpha Dezobo engaged to run in there. Annabelle Fly. Uh, then we get a few outsiders, but they're decent horses. Road to Respect, Coney Island, Lieutenant Colonel. Disco's in there, Chris Reed will be happy. And uh, Prince of Scars is not going to go there. So we kind of know what we've got for the Dream Mall, but what do we fancy? It's a fantastic race. It's probably the highlight uh, in terms of quality for me of the weekend. Yeah, and the season, maybe. And, uh, so far. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd go along with Diamond King. I remember we all backed him here for the Martin uh, pipe last year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> he, was given a, he was on a market team of about 136. In Ireland. But the, in Ireland, and the English handicapper uh, to give him a different market, he was ineligible to run. So then he was rerouted to the Coral Cup before winning. Uh, he could have run in any race, it He could have, yeah, yeah, really could have. Well. And he just impressed me uh, at Galway when he made his debut. He just his jumping was fantastic I love Nova uh, starting off at Galway as well actually yeah. so it's a great track it's, it's, it's proper track to yeah. start them off with a toy Phil it's, it's very hard to know uh, how, you couldn't see anything that day I mean you couldn't see him jumping uh, it was a decent race he won he, he really looks progressive a horse I really like uh, but I just prefer Diamond King here Alpha the Oboe again like he's run 15 times he's won 5 times 4 of them he was odds on for uh, his strike rate in bigger races isn't great for a horse that has such a high mark. He just doesn't have that strike rate. He doesn't deliver. And you'd have to take him on here. And I think uh, over the distance, you'd definitely have to take him on. It's a very uh, interesting race as well, just for... Uh, and Annabelle Fly could be anything. I was so impressed the way he won the last. Oh, he was brilliant. Yeah. And that race will show plenty of winners as well with Martello Tower and Gartine behind him. But um, if you look at it there as well, Collateral form-wise, this race is quite interesting. I'm out of a Gartine, so I'll be hoping Annabella Fly runs very well. Um, Alpha de Zobo could pay a massive compliment to to Thistlecrack. Um, a tie fill, I think, needs heavy ground, soft ground at the oh, very Ollie, least. Ollie was alluding to that, Dave. If it stays dried out, please Diamond King followers. So I yeah. think that's that's so that's the way it's going to go. Of those two, you'd go on Diamond King because yeah. of that. Yeah. I think there's a lot more in Alpha de Zobo, and I think... Mouse Morris has been slowly bringing him along. Uh, David Mullins was on the podcast just a few weeks ago and he felt like he was doing it a lot more comfortable that, than it looked. Uh, he's a big Larry sort anyway and he probably just needs to be pushed along. I just think his, his jumping needs to improve. He needs to improve, absolutely no doubt about it. But I think Alfred Zobo is the potential star in the field and it's a very good race for this time this, of the year. This is run behind Thistle Crack. Uh, this is a flattering. I mean, you could go back and say, no. I'll, tag a, I'll tag a trail. Who we wouldn't rate the same, finish four and a half lengths behind Thistlecrack, yeah. uh, second on heavy ground. But I wouldn't take that form literally. I mean, Thistlecrack, Thistlecrack could have beaten him 20 lengths had he wanted. Alpha de Zobo is the only horse I've seen travel with Thistlecrack look like it might come out on top until it got to the very end of that race. He would have won a world hurdle by about 5,000 lengths. I think if he had won the world hurdle by 5,000 lengths, he'd be odds on it. He was the only horse to actually go with him yeah. for as long as he did because every other horse, look at Aintree, he. he he made Shane's Hill look like an absolute dirt. I mean, I just think Thistlecrack is brilliant and Alfred Azobo was with him coming to the last, which an awful lot of other horses weren't anywhere or next to, or near him that season. He was the last entry as well. Yeah, and you know. he's a proper horse. And I think if Mouse has targeted this race for an early season target and then put him away to come and win at Cheltenham, anything beats Alfred Azobo in this, I'll be mightily impressed. Yeah, but I think Diamond King is the one to do it. If he was... If a horse is going to beat him, it will be Diamond King, I'd say. So, we're nailing colours then. You're going to go Diamond King or Alpha de Zobo, Dave? Oh, I'm Alpha de Zobo. Dave? I'm, King. <laughs> I'm Alpha de Zobo and he should be a lot shorter. So, there you go. I think that's where we are. Let's have the naps then for the weekend. Um, I'm tempted with Alpha de Zobo, but I'm going to put Size and Cole up at a nice price for the beacher. I am going to go for the Grand Sefton and Validom to make all. And uh, I'll go with Mac House and you can get your money back and make a fortune. 
Yeah, Mega Fortune was a bit of a podcast charge. I think that's a, a communal nap, and we've all you given touched us two to one on the day, lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll never see Dermo. Again. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening to the race hour. Thanks a lot to Bet Bright, our host. Thanks again, of course, to Ollie Murphy and all involved at the Elliot Yard for giving us their time. Well done, boys. Don't leave because we can see you all clearing off. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Cheers.